Hey, welcome, Rennie Doyle Podcast. Today, we've got some really, 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 really special people. And um, where? They're, they're all looking around for where? them. Where? 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 <laughs> Good friends. We go back uh, 20 years. Can you believe that? Yeah. 20 years. Where the, you know, I, I just, I listened to a song. I was sitting out, you know, we had an interesting week. We had an interesting two and a half weeks, but um, Saturday night, I was sitting out on my on my port my back patio with a bonfire going, and I listened to the words, and it says, "It says, be careful what you wish for, be careful what you want." Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and months turned into decades. Skip the years, it skipped the years, and boy, if that ain't true, sometimes, right? So, hey, Chris, you got to introduce these guys. Then I'm going to do a little introduction to these guys, and then they're going to do a little introduction to these guys. But we're going to mix it up a little bit because these guys, well, you see these guys right here, they know biz and they know life and they know the industry and and industries. We're going to get into that a little bit, and we're just going to have some fun. So, uh, Maestro, you're yeah. <clears throat> well, you know. In case uh, all of you that are with us this morning have also been living under a rock this week, because last week we had Megan on, and if anybody didn't know her, they were living under a rock. But, you know, we've got um, sitting here in front of us. I'm going to let's see if I can do this right and just make sure everybody's video is the same. On the left, <laughs> we got, you know, sitting behind the, the big black mic there is um, Rod Pusey. And then, yep, arms in the air. And then on the right is Jody Cedric. And uh, these two uh, own and run uh, Zenware. And they make a product called RoadFS, which is, uh, you know, software for us detailers and other people in industry like ours. So, um, but one of the cool things about these guys is uh, they are huge, massive supporters of the detailing industry. Um, that's why I'd say you'd have to be living under a rock not to know them because they're literally at every event involved in every aspect of it, which is totally cool, including uh, longtime sponsors of our Air Force One detailing project. Many, many years. Uh, they've even spent like the entire week with us out there just working alongside us on the airplanes and everything else. Um, so these guys are awesome. They, they give back to the industry every chance they get, and we like having them here. You know, I'll add energetic, um, passionate, uh, bright, smart, wise. These guys are really got it. They've really pioneered. Smart and wise. I've never heard that. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Yeah. That does it's, it's not me. happen. It's, 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 it's definitely not you. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, they really pioneered. You go back when Rod and I first met. I mean, they were pioneering. Software um, is nothing new to Idaho right and 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 believe it or not there's been a, a big tech side of idaho where these guys exist or in boise idaho and that's where we met was up when i was living in idaho and i really it misses i i, I it hurts me to hear things are going on there because really my that's where my heart you know belongs you know is is in idaho um but you know it's growing pains you think that's interesting you know come come down here yeah, uh, california's getting you know it's uh, it's like it's like a bowl of Fruit Loops, you know. I mean, you know, it, it is. It's just, it's just, it's unreal. Uh, just unreal. It's just, it's crazy. But you know, um, they really were pioneers of software in in a lot of industries, not just detailing. We're gonna get into that a little bit. Now, that's why I really want you to listen to their perspective because what they've got, 
the insight and the wisdom, those are, you know, wisdom's hard to get. You can be smart all you want. You can be clever all you want. But, you, you know, to, to develop wisdom's tough, and both these guys have it. So um, I, I'm going to skip around real quick. So uh, before they go in and kind of introduce who they are, is Rod and I, we actually go back, is, is we got introduced through the software side, but we actually had kids in school together. And that was a tie-in immediately. Like we, we looked over one night at school, there's some kind of parent, you know, event coming on with our kids and, and Rod's there and we're, whoa. And, um, you know, we both love cars a lot, you know, yes. kind of car mm -hmm. crazy. And then uh, I met Jody and, and, and again, it was like, okay, how can these two totally different dudes, you know, be so dang, um, cool. You know I mean? They're just, they're just both cool. Jody, um, is is what i would call the ultimate people person is that this dude both of them are you know they support the industry i'm going to take it one step further they support people of the industry i think there's a big difference with that right and chris we've seen it because yeah they come out oh, yeah. and they, but you know mm -hmm. get in and jump in with both feet like they do that that's something special you know you can put you can put a lot of things out. You can teach. I, I, I heard this. I was sitting at a restaurant uh, right before my brother had surgery a week. God, it's, it's two weeks ago. Matter of fact, two weeks ago today, this happened is um, the, the manager of the hotel. It's a really, it's the mission Inn in Riverside, California, a really nice hotel here in Southern California. Very historic. Um, President Nixon uh, was, was married there. Um, there's been um, I think seven, seven or eight, president stay at that hotel you know through the through the centuries you know so um pretty historic the manager <clears throat> was talking to us and he goes you know he says it's it's really interesting because you know we were complimenting our our our, our staff that we came in contact to and he goes you guys are happen to be in the same uh being served by the same two people that have got a heart for hospitality and he said i said well what, what do you mean by that and he goes well i mean he says, not to down anybody else, but we have to teach them hospitality. These people have it to their core. And so you can learn it. I can teach it. But to just have it as a special treat, it's a special person. And both of these guys have got a heart towards hospitality, a heart towards people that comes very, very natural to them. Uh, the tie-in, you know, is what we talk about when we're all together is wide range. Uh, Jody's an expert at building up people. Um you know, I was going through some dark times in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it, it seemed like he was the one that reached out to me right when I was like at the like, holy crap, how am I going to get through this? You know, I mean, really some it, it was weird. I, I can't something I didn't expect. And uh, Jody, thank you, you know, for those reach outs. And uh, so with that, we're going to let them uh, and, and, and guys, it might sound like a breakfast. It is. I'm very proud to call these two friends and I've known them a long time. And they do a lot for a lot of people. And so if you want to call that bragging, <clears throat> it's bragging. It is. All right. You guys are up. All right. Well, um, I'm the good looking one. I don't know about smart and wisdom, but. <laughs> no, At least your wife says that. So, yeah, yeah my mm -hmm. wife, you know, yeah, she does say that. But no, I've uh, tricked her. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So I've been uh, married uh, 32 and a half years. I got six kids. Judy and I adopted two. And uh, I love uh, family. I love, like you said, I love people. Um, I kind of have a knack for languages. I teach myself languages. And uh, 
because I don't like to not talk to people. It really bugs me if I can't talk to you. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, and Rod and I have been at this a long time. I'm probably the push on the gas guy and he's the put on the brake guy. And that's a good balance. So sometimes I'm sure I frustrate him and sometimes I he frustrates me. Jody. So, but that's, you know, that's, that's <clears throat> kind of how you work together and it uh, creates a good blend. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> Have you guys done the disc together? Yeah, we did. Uh -huh. We actually did that together. So yeah. how far apart were you guys? Uh, there were some big surprises there. Jody thought that on one level he was going to be up here and I was going to be down here. And actually, we were closer. Than we were closer thought. than that I was thought. the biggest surprise. Um, I thought Rod was going to be a higher C than he is. So, no. but he's yeah. uh, no. And, and for a C, that's the guy that wants all the details and the mm. knowledge and all that. And I think that that's more of a learned behavior for him, just because he's very disciplined. He's learned that discipline where it's maybe not necessarily natural. And I think a lot of times we get tripped up by our natural gift versus what's learned, right? Yeah. And I just don't want to learn it. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, yeah. I rely on him to do that. I'm like, Except for languages. You do want to lose, which is trippy. Okay, you don't want to learn it, but here you go out and do one of the most complex things people can do, and that's learn a new language. Because it's I mean, all centered around people, yeah, right? I am out. a high D, I'm a high, high I, right? High eyes love people. Right. Yeah. And so I'm if there's a purpose behind it, I will go put in the effort. So, OK, so, you know, people are going, what the hell are they talking about? So, Jody, you got to explain what, what what we are talking about. Yeah. So so there are you know, we all have core personality traits. Right. And they fall into people that are highly driven, highly interactive, highly supportive, stable and highly, you know, driven by knowledge and basis. Right. So um and you fall naturally in a lot of those gifts. I am a 99D and I'm a 99I, which means I love, love, love people, but I also love, love results, right? And so I'm very driven to make things happen. I'm very competitive, but at the same time, I'm also a very good com competitor and I can rally people around. Now, Chris, he's a high S, right? He's more slower pace, more methodical. He's really cares about people. He wants time, right? And so these understanding how we play together enables you to work as a team more effectively because I know that I am not good at the minutia. Rod is way better at the minutia than I am because he's a, he's a higher seed than I am. I'm a nine and he's like a 30, right? And so that difference really, it, it makes up for my weakness, right? Because he, more gifted at that side of things than I am. So recognizing how those play together allows you to be a better team. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's Chris and I are dead opposites too. You know, it's, 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 uh, Chris has got to know, you know, what's going on, when it's going on, when it's happening exactly. And if it goes off of that at all, oh boy, you know, we're in trouble. Yeah, it throws and, it got off. To, and, and damn it, follow the rules while you're doing that. And yep. I'm like, yeah. hey, what, what rules? And let's, let's pivot. Let's, uh, we're halfway there let's go hard right let's turn hard right and he's like yeah. no let's not you know so it it is it is balanced and yes and you're right yeah. every once in a while we'll have to we have to push it most of the time we flow very good together but every once in a while there's a little you know the other one's got to push the other one one direction or the other if they they feel strongly about it and but you it got also, to receive that 
So. Yeah, and I think what it does too is it starts to you know Chris has made me a little more aware of things, and I think I've opened up Chris's where he's he's a little more game to to pivot, you know, and and so it really works if if you if you lose your ego and you and you keep calm and and you're an open minded, it, it's going to change your life. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I don't care if you've got one person working with you. I'll, I'll tell you, even if I was if 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 I was just young and going into business or just going into business in 50, it doesn't matter. I would take this assessment and learn what you are and then learn what the characteristics of the other ones are. So you're a better communicator. Yeah. And that, that's a big thing It's just part of it is just learning how to communicate and, and giving people the space to work within their gifts. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, we are, especially you and I, we're very impetuous. We're like, let's jump, let's go. Right. And, Having somebody that's like, whoa, 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 that's a good idea, but did you think about this, this, this? Oh, and did you think about these two things? Because if we don't consider these, uh, we're running towards a cliff, right? And so having that understanding of how you play together is really, really critical to your business. Uh, if you have a team yeah. or business partners, it can even affect your marriage, so... Yeah, no, it, it it's really since we've done that, and I keep my mind right here. I, I look at it quite often. Um, I challenged my daughter, our youngest daughter, to read it so she'd understand me a little better in hopes that I could get her to take it, but it's still sitting. She hasn't, she hasn't touched it. <laughs> yeah, I, think that's the, I think that's the answer, uh, is, and I think that answer is, I don't care, Dad. So, you know, we, we talked about the long-term friendships the deep connections, but let's hear a little bit, you know, about you guys, your backgrounds, kind of where, 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 where you came from, you know, and how the heck did you guys get together? Yeah. So I'll, I'll kick that one off. So I'm Rod and um, how we got this together um, is much like you and I story, Rennie, is that, um, Oh geez, 30, 31 years ago. Yeah. 30, 31 years oh, ago. Yeah. Um, so there are four, partners I forget about Zenware. that. <laughs> there are four partners with Zenware and one of them is my brother-in-law. So there's me, there's, and then there's my brother-in-law, there's his brother, Spencer, and then there's Jody and my brother-in-law and Jody were best friends in California over 30 years ago. And my sister-in-law and brother-in-law moved to Boise, Idaho and Jody and his wife followed him because they were friends. And so I met Jody 30 some years ago, just as a friend of a brother-in-law. And then fast forward to 2005, 2005 um, I had a different business. I had been in the software industry um, and I got frustrated where I was working. So I went to a different industry, started a company. And then um, after I started my own business as a residential building inspector, I went to work at a different software company and Jody happened to be the, the sales manager. So I worked with Jody. Um, we he had his office and he was part of the team that I was in. I was the sales engineer. So I was kind of the in-between technical and sales. The translator. Um, yeah. I speak nerd and human. <laughs> Those are the two languages I have. Uh, I speak car guy too, but usually it's not appropriate on the podcast. So yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I speak that so, language too. Yeah. So um, that's, that's my later life. My early life starting in the eighties, I was an auto mechanic. I have a, um, apparently my, my goal in life is to have certifications and everything. So I have, uh, I was an ASC certified mechanic in the early eighties. Um, I have a certification in 49 of the 50 States as a residential building inspector. 
Um, I am a certified skills validated detailer. Um, and I just, just, that's what I do is collect certifications, I guess. Um, and then Jody and I started working at the software company. They had a small application like RoadFS, and I took it on um, because of my automotive background. And so I started going to Mobile Tech Expo around the 2006, 2007 time period. And that's about when Rennie and I connected on the car level. Um, and we basically took a laptop into your shop here in Boise and just dropped it off and said, here's our software. Just yeah. evaluate it and tell us what's wrong with it. Uh, because we figured that was the best way to get feedback was to have somebody that was actually in the industry tell us what was good, bad, or indifferent about it. So um, that's how long we've been working together. And ironically, less than a month from now is our 13th anniversary as Zenware. So on wow. September 9th, we have been in business 13 years together. Um, we started it in September of 09. It, we had zero money and we had zero employees and the four of us used to meet in our in our kitchens once, once a week, a week. Um, and we wrote code and developed a piece of software with zero dollars zero funding uh, and just started scratching and knocking on doors until we sold it to somebody and then just built a business around it we've had as many as 24 employees um, and as like i said as few as four right now we have uh, 12 employees and we have a contractor well, you, you get 12 there. Yeah. So 12 employees and a contractor that, that comprise uh, Zenware. Um, and then four of those are dedicated solely to road FS. Wow. Wow. So <clears throat> it's been a battle because let's go back 13 years ago. Uh, what year was that? Oh, 2009. Yeah. And Oh eight, Oh nine, 2010. Those were, those were tough. Uh, those were tough years. Those were tough you know? years. Yep. Yep. Nobody so, wanted to talk software at all in the detailing industry. They didn't care. No, uh, no. And, well, the first five years, nobody cared, right? Yeah. Because they didn't see the value of it. I mean, we, we came into the industry educating people about why software and more importantly, systems were important yeah. in your business. Right. And so we've spent a lot of times educating you know, the people that we worked with both as customers and non-customers, because, you know, it, it was just, I know out of detail, I have a good business, I'm making money, you know what, it's coming in, I don't know if I'm profitable or not, right, but I'm making money, Yeah. right, and so that's been kind of one of the fun things about our journey is seeing the industry evolve, and mature yeah. and people in in fact there's a there's an industry leader we all know him i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention this because it's kind of embarrassing to him but when we first started this at our very first uh mobile tech expo rennie you introduced us to this guy and you said <laughs> this is rod and jody they have a software company his first words to us is you guys need to stop doing this you're wasting you're your wasting time your nobody app. needs software Actually, he said, you're wasting your effing time. Yeah, you're wasting your effing time. <laughs> Nobody needs software. So I actually have talked to him about it since then. And I told him, I said, you know, you don't know me really well, but that's been a huge motivator of mine for 13 years, which is this year that I told him that. And I said, uh, that's kept me going for a long time. So it, please tell me something else that I can't do, because I love to have people tell me I can't do something. Rod doesn't that is like a huge motivator. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, hey, Rod, you can't tell so many people about our training program in the next three months that we saw next year in four weeks. 
That's perfect. That is. By the perfect. way, hey, we're our training, and this is a big part of you guys. Our training, our five days are sold out for this year. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Is that, yeah, that cool is or what? Fantastic. Sorry, guys. I got a. I've got a great white fly. He's I know. I keep me. seeing a fly around you. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I'm about ready to move because this thing, I just can't, you know, I, I can't beat this thing, man. It's fly season here. We don't even have our horses here. We don't even have horses here, but we have chickens. And so there's oh, chickens that, yeah. all around us. The so that brings it in. Them, so that's about. That's, that's about exactly. Yeah, I'm about ready to, especially, especially fly season. But so, Jody, you're up. So tell us a little background on on, on you and, and uh, how this all came together for you from your perspective. You know, um, like Rod said, we were part of another software company. Um, <clears throat> I started with that company in 2003, I think, and all the way to 2009. And the thing that was really interesting about being part of another company was I had the mindset and the passion that I was going to build this business, right? I was there the morning of our first sale, $29.99. And I drove that company to be, you know, $6 million a year company, right? And, wow. and <clears throat> I was very invested. And we ended up going through three investment cycles with outside firms. And what Rod and I saw was every time another group of investors came in, we lost a piece of our core identity, our core focus. And it got to the point where like, man, the, by the time the third guy came in, we're like, uh, yeah, we're done, right? And and part of the real kicker was Rod and I actually went into the SBC, the SBA, and we said, look, we work for this company. There, We see them struggling, and we would like to take some recommendations that would help them go to the next level. And that guy goes – why are you here and not the owners of the company? Huh. He goes, it sounds like you guys should just go create your own company and build that. <laughs> and we did. So we did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that side of the story. Hey, do you guys remember who actually introduced us the first time? Me and you? Any, both of us. The, yeah. the tie-in to all of us. I, I don't. Nick. Nick oh, yeah. Yep. Nick Eschen, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nick. Nick. I run into Nick every once in a while. And, and uh, yeah, he's he was the original. He came over to our our Sun Valley operation a few times and um, and then introduced it just it. He cemented in a lot with us. So, you know, Nick, thank you, because yeah. the, the, the friendships have been pretty, pretty meaning, meaningful. So, yeah. hey, so pioneering software, you know, got a, you, you just mentioned it. We, we've really seen a. a a revolution, you know, um, especially towards software. But I think what we've seen too is software has helped the industry become true entrepreneurs. You know, instead of creating uh, jobs and not paying taxes and not knowing what anything is, I think you guys were out in the forefront ringing that bell. And so, it, it you know, what have what have you seen? You know, the last, especially the last decade. Oh my gosh! I think what we've seen in the last decade is uh, just innovation. Um, a lot of people ask us, you know, how we react to new software companies coming in. And quite honestly, all it does is motivate us to build better software. Um, the, you know, it's just like if, <clears throat> you know, with, with the, uh, uh, the onset of multiple tools, you know, if there was just one tool company, the innovations go slower. As soon as you have multiple tool companies coming on board, it drives innovation. And software does the same thing. And just, just the, the 
the features that we can bring to the table and the ability to do things like track things we never could track five years ago, to think that you could send somebody an invoice on their phone and they could pay for it while they're sitting in a coffee shop is just incredible. Um, right. But the tracking aspect, I mean, knowing, you know, what's been done to this car and uh, the ability to, you know, you bring your car in tomorrow, I scan it and I can tell you everything that's ever been done to that car. So just innovations in the software and allowing uh, business owners to take that, that, that uh, worry of that part of their business and put it aside and let it be handled by, by uh, something electronic. Well, I, th I think too, we've seen a big shift bet between going from, I'm a detailer, I'm a craftsman, I'm an artist, to I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business owner. And <clears throat> that shift is really important because what, what I've seen is that people are thinking about their business more strategically, right? That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you're strategically trying to grow, Oops, did we lose you? Well, I yeah. still hear you. Okay. Yeah, I hear you, but we don't see you. Uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, it looks What's like our camera right went off. Hold on one sec. Let me go here. Let me try this. All right. Oh, something almost worked. There you oh, go. There you go. go. Hey, I, you have, I have no idea. I think the, the tape. Anyway. I must have bounced it, but <clears throat> Johnny um, was speaking. So he was just his, his, he transcended to another realm. That's right, his, baby. So, um, but I think. I think that has made, I mean, when we're talking to business owners, they're thinking about strategic growth. They're thinking about how they free up their time, how they're more efficient, how they're more profitable. Whereas before it was just, let me make the car shiny and let me show you everything I've done. Right. So they're thinking, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're going, I want to become 25, 30, hundred guys. Some of them are going, I want to be, you know, a family-sized business, and this is the kind of lifestyle that I want. And so they're thinking about how to build a lifestyle around based on their business. Absolutely. And I, and that's a big thing that I see. I, I think detailing, and I've always said this, you know, we were a pretty, when we met, you know, when Rod and I first, you know, met, we were a pretty sizable operation, you know. Um, and I've always said that detailing, I think, I mean, it's changed now a lot since those days, but I still... I think you got to be careful. I think it's a great, Jody, you just hit it, a family style business. Um, you know, there's going to be the, the, the people out there, the men and women that just grow it, right? And they grow it into huge. And, and that's great. But being there had already been, you know, being there, and it, it is different because codings came into it, software's come into it. Um, appreciation for detailing is, is, I mean, you can't even compare it to, to 12 years ago. You know, you can't, yeah, I mean, yeah, not at all. No. The appreciation yeah. alone for our industries is, is, is significantly different. So this might be a little out of error, but I don't, I don't think so. I still think that if I had my way, I would probably run myself in one to maybe three other people. And that's about as big as I'd get. Uh, yeah. I specialize, you know, I was talking to Jim Gogan. We all know Jim Gogan and he's out of uh, Ipswich mass <clears throat> and, and he's done exactly that. They, they really crank it up in the in the spring and get a lot of business done. And they kind of they just tell people, hey, this is where our schedule is and we're out of ways. And they wait because they love doing business with them. And it's a real lifestyle. He's on his boat every evening. Uh, you know, he still works very hard, but they've they've scheduled, you know, they, they, the old fish, the fishbowl story. You know, they put their big rocks in first 
and the yeah. sand and the water that goes into the fishbowl is 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 what you what, what fits in around those 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 big items and so yeah. jim's done a fabulous job of fitting in life putting life out first and then fitting everything else in and yeah uh, that it, was something that you and i talked about years and years ago rennie you came in it was, it was 2017 um <clears throat> you came in sat in our conference room and you asked us about that and it was at that time it taken us that long in our business but <clears throat> i actually started I was having a real hard time personally balancing that out because my personality, um, much like you, you and I had a lot in common there. We were both pegged as, as not smart in school um, and, and ADD and, and a bunch of different issues. Um, I get so hyper-focused on the business. Um, and my wife, finally, one day I came home and she just grabbed my phone and put it down and said, after five o'clock, you're mine. And so I think that's really important what Jim's doing. You have to put your family first and your uh, priorities first, you know, feed yourself, uh, that kind of thing. And, and, and so I started doing that when I went home, I just turned my phone off and on the weekends I do my own thing and <clears throat> work on my own projects. And I don't, I try as hard as I can not to focus on the business. And quite honestly, it's made our business better when we take the time to focus on other things and realize that, you can't go 24 seven because you're not going to have the the sharpness of mind and you're not going to be going. I mean, it's just like in some of the projects that you, that we do, right. It's like, um, you know, air force one is, is probably the hardest week somebody's going to work in their life. Um, but at the end of that, you have the patio talks and everybody relaxes and, and you're breaking bread with your friends and your brothers and your sisters. And then you sleep and you get up and you're energized to do it again. And you have to break those priorities up. You take time to celebrate the wins. You take time to, you know, um, celebrate each other. Uh, some of the rituals that go on there with the flag and with honoring people on a daily basis. Uh, I think that's what makes that event so successful and so uh, life changing is that it takes it breaks those things up into little micro celebrations of what you're doing and then. And it's not like, a, hey, you're doing a good job, get back to work. It's literally stopping the momentum like you do in your life. You stop the momentum on a weekend, mm -hmm. go out and you play, you go for a hike with the dog, you go for a boat with the kids, you go up into the mountains and you sit on your butt and relax for a day, and then you're ready to go back into it. And I think that people that aren't taking the time to do that in their personal life and in their business, <clears throat> they're missing out. They're totally missing out. It can be something like uh, the, a couple of days ago, um, we had the most people we'd had back in the office since COVID. You know, we had like seven or eight people in the <laughs> office physically. It was so weird. And Jody immediately walked in and with his personality, he just goes, holy crap, there's eight people. Wait, I'm going to go get lunch. And so he went and he just bought like a, a gazillion ton tacos. of tacos, like a bazillion tacos <laughs> and brought them back. And it's little things like that that you have to do that just celebrate where you are and who you are and what you're doing. <clears throat> um, I think so, it makes you more profitable too. Is 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 yeah. When you get away from things and you open up, you know, you've only got capacity for so much for so much processing. This this big, you know, ten pound brain. Some people have a lot bigger one. Um, some people have a lot smaller one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they uh, you know, I think that you know when we when we we if we overload. And, and, and a lot of people ignore this. When you overload that mental capacity, one of the first things that goes is your creative edge. 
yeah is and and and, and your ability to connect with people because you're burned out and so i think it's really important to reset that brain into fun listen we weren't made to have this you know i always say the analogy what's the 10 year old thinking of yourself right now is that 10 year old you thinking that you're an idiot for acting like this or are they going yeah right on yeah all this you do those five days a week that allows you to do this these two days a week wait way to go let's keep doing this you know yeah but if you just you know burnout too is going to end it it's a it's it's a it's a game ender and you know you're going to, you're going to hit an age at some point. Every, everybody's going to age, you know, and uh, you're going to hit an age to where it's just like, I'm done. You want that, how far do you want to go? I yeah. tell you, you might be 20 and listening to this and thinking, oh man, these old guys know what they're talking about. It's going to happen before you know it. Your parents told you this, your grandparents told you this, we're telling you this is that you got to keep yourself mentally and physically healthy. Uh, it's going to make a big, it's it, your, your, your show the length of your show. Do you want to, do you want a one week flop or do you want a 13 year run on Broadway? Yeah. And I think that people don't realize that one of the biggest reasons businesses fail is growing too fast. It's not controlling Mm. that curve. It's, it's, they get in and they go, okay, this is great. I got 15 jobs. Holy crap. I need to hire somebody. I better hire five people. I better get a huge building. I better, just leverage my credit to the hilt and buy all this stuff. And then two weeks later, something happens. And we saw that in 2020 where within two weeks of COVID people were going out of business. And I'm like, if you can't survive two weeks, you weren't surviving. Period. You know, we could shut the doors right now and Jody and I could go on a two week hiatus and come back and we'd be in the same spot. You got to build yeah. yourself up to where you can do that. Um, uh, Jeremy Loki was asking on a business podcast the other day. He was saying, how many of you have used a line of credit? And I was really surprised at how many people didn't know what the value of a line of credit, oh. line of credit was. Oh. <clears throat> and, and I just think that people need to, business is one of the most asked questions. If, when you say, what do you need to know more about? People say, I need to know more about business. But it's also the least thing that they will listen to. If, if on our podcast, we put out, hey, it's the business series. We're going to talk about, you know, finances and all stuff. Nobody, right? A few people listen. But then that's the number one p- thing that people say they need to know. So take the opportunity to, to learn more about business. We're not you, know all shocking, you, you know what's shocking about what you just said? But they'll hear, they'll hear an online guru say, you could name your, your topic the same thing as an online guru. Because a lot of these people don't want to be where you and I are at, even though they're not even close to being there yet. They want to be where that guru is. And what they don't understand is it's a ladder and there's rungs that you've got to climb. But they just want to take and say, hey, you know, hey, uh, can you airlift me up? Uh, Yeah, I want to be. uh, Yeah, I want to be Grant Cardone. Who who are these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they want to go from five figures to 20 figures overnight. Yeah. And, 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 And they have no clue that. Grant Cardone is a great guy. I'm still kind of mad at him, though. That's another topic. <laughs> uh, I got him. I got him. I, I'm going to take full responsibility. Got him a position on a TV show, and I never got a call. I'm just I'm just saying I'm a little hurt. Wow. Um, I'm actually not. It's a joke. But we um, we we see that all the time is people don't want to, you know, they don't want to hit that middle. They want to start and then hit hit the stars and have all the lights and their name up on a billiard, you know, and they, they want to be the show and you got to take in, you know, you got to, you got to earn your right. You might be one in a million that every once in a while just hits it, hits it right. I was never that guy. We had to build everything, 
but it, it comes back to this and it's pretty cool that you guys just mentioned that because we're going to ask that's a question i'm going to ask in a second but other industries you're involved in because this is important because so many people have this going on you know yeah. and you know when you guys jody and I, when we met I, I i think i had three or four different no five five different businesses going five all very successful all either sold out or you know detailing success was going at that time uh we sold out a couple of our shops we we sold out our transportation company we sold out our our mm -hmm. taxi we had a believe it or not a taxi company we sold out our executive protection company we sold all those things you know why because they'd grown so big again family business that i didn't want to run the problems have the problems because it was seven days a week and it just wasn't in my lifestyle, you know, so right. we told them. but let's talk about the other industries you guys are in. What, what lessons have you learned from those, those industries? So uh, I'll tell you some of the industries. Jody can tell you the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bounce back and forth. But we are, we are involved in a variety of other uh, like automotive type of industries. Like we have our software works in conventional body shops, auto repair shops, mobile, and like somebody that needs to go out and fix an alternator, or, you know, change mobile, the mobile, or repair. mobile repair. Um, we are also in electrical inspections. Um, we are in the farming industry. So we have a different application called Harvest Point that goes out into the field and it, tra it tracks produce from, from growth cycle all the way to the stores. Um, That's cool. We still have a contract with the Department of Interior. Um, we have an application that is a private application that uh, has to do with helicopters. And mm -hmm. so we are under contract as a single source contract with the Department of Interior. In fact, next week I go down to the office and talk to the heads of the department. It's here, it's, it's, it's located, it's, it's headquarters is in Boise, Idaho. And so we are a single source contract for that application. Um, we are in, geez. Well, and inroad of FES <clears throat> itself. I mean, yeah. we're in moving companies, yeah, people moving that do storage. moving. Electro, like you said, electrical inspections, um, HVAC, like duct repair and duct cleanouts, and so it's uh, um, a furniture repair <laughs> office. I mean, it's uh, coffee it's delivery, coffee we delivery, have, uh, distribution. So anybody that delivers anything from one location to another or takes orders, I mean, it. Yeah. Well, see, what I love about this is that your tribal knowledge—you got a lot of tribes coming together. Yeah, and, and, and that's. That's where you're going to, that's where sitting with these guys and talking is because they're just, they're, they're, they're broad. They're, they're, they're a much broader spectrum than what most of us are even much broader than what my, my influences are. You know, I have to pay for a couple of my influences from other industries, you know, from mentorship and stuff. And you guys learn from this automatically. So how much of that, that you learn from these other industries, have you seen finally detailings coming into it? And, and I know you guys have played a part of that because you've been you've been out there pushing this for so long. Yeah, you know that's a good question. I, what what's interesting is a lot of the business processes are the same, right? Mm -hmm. People think, oh, I'm a detailer. No one does it exactly like me. But ninety percent of the process, whether you're doing moving companies, scheduling moves, and stuff. It, the process is generally the same, right? Yeah. You have some nuances, but those nuances, you know, we can turn on and off in our software, right? We've learned what are the things that they do need and what they don't need, right? And so yeah. 
But the other thing that's been interesting is to think about how people approach their market, right? Because I think a lot of times, especially in the detail world, they get so consumed about, I got to make this thing shiny, right? Instead of thinking about what is the customer experience what before and after my service? What is the impact on my business if I don't get this invoice into the system or I don't get it to them in a timely manner? How do I improve uh, payment processing, right? We got yeah. our, the, the coffee delivery guys. I mean, they're all, it's about signature on acceptance of delivery, right? Well, is that applicable <clears throat> to a detail business owner? Potentially, yeah. right? Do Absolutely. you want to do it? inspection and sign that off so there's a lot of lessons that were like all right we, that actually is applicable in this business right and so being able to cherry pick those and go all right we're going to incorporate those and allow you to turn that on and off is really critical and that's i think when you ask earlier what we've learned from other industries what we've learned is that our software needs to be very very flexible so you know some of the questions that are rolling up here um, yeah, we have people that are doing automotive repair alongside of detailing. We have people that are doing um, a landscaper that has also got a uh, snow, snow removal. removal business, and they're using the same software, but it appears different to their different clients. And wow. so it's very convertible. Cool. Um, we call it a configurable application because in the back of it, there are hundreds of little settings you can turn on and off. And you know, if tomorrow you want, um, I've got a, a, a couple of franchises that use it. And so all the franchisees have their own version. And when they send out an invoice, it goes out from their franchise. And then it all rolls up into one for the franchisor to see all the, the revenue. So <clears throat> what we've learned is that we have to be so unbelievably flexible because tomorrow somebody's going to throw us a curveball and go, hey, I, and this is a real example. Hey, I go in and I fix the uh, booths in restaurants, and I also uh, do paint touch-up and detailing, and I need to have the same software. Wow. And so we have to do that, and as it goes out differently, it goes out as a different set of things. Um, you know, so questions about hiding service pricing and rolling it into a kit, absolutely. We are in a couple of the major online automotive sellers, like your... Carvana, Vroom, CarMax, those type of online ordering cars from a vending machine type of things. We're in a couple of those very, very large markets um, and they're pumping 145 cars a day through our system. And so wow. we have to be very flexible. I fly out to a location about twice or three times a year and go through that facility and it's unbelievable the amount of speed and demand that they have on the software. So that's taught us a really lot because when that first started happening, we couldn't handle 145 cars a day going through that system. Um, so and, yeah. Just and, that, and that's the probably one of the biggest strains on, on our team, right? How do we build fast enough, right? Because there are some, because we're in so many industries, now we're like, all right, how do we implement it because a lot of times people come can you do this well when we think about that feature we're thinking about it from all right how does this impact these other industries and if they don't need it how do we turn it off yep, yep. or how do we turn it on right and so a lot mm -hmm. of times something seems really simple 
But when we're looking at it, we're like, all right, we got to be more strategic about that. And I think that is a really important thing for business owners. It's like a lot of times you have opportunities, but are you going to take advantage of the opportunity in a way that will sustain over time? Not just a quick dollar. Right. The flash in the pan thing is not going to work. I mean, you know, we've been uh, Jody and I joked about it and it literally was a joke because when we first started, when ceramic coatings first started coming out, Jody and I put out a podcast and we had some stuff about ceramic coatings and we had gone to Utah and done a one day training at uh, you were there. Bob Phillips was there um, and we did a one day training PNS and we did Budco. Budco was there and we did this training. We put out a bunch of videos. We had a podcast and all of a sudden Jody and I got this rash of calls to do ceramic coatings. And we joked about putting a tent up in front of our office and doing ceramic coatings. And I'm like, Jody, we're getting a call a week. We could net 9,000, bucks a week and do a couple of ceramic coatings. We joked about it. But then when we started talking about it seriously, we said, look, this is a flash in the pan. We could make a little bit of money, but it wouldn't be sustainable. It would pull us away from our core thing. Amen. There you go. We don't want to do that because if we do that, it's going to it's going to bastardize what we do. We're going to end up competing with the people that we're trying to sell software to. And it, in the long run, it's not sustainable. So that is the reason that we don't do that. People ask that up of me all the time. They're like, well, why don't you do this on the side? I'm like, because I would rather help the people that do it for a living it, and not, it not somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That that leads us into the next question. So you've got the artiste out there in in, in any industry. Yep. Then you got the craftsman and you got the entrepreneur. Who's winning that? Who's winning the battle? They all are. Yeah. They all are, right? It's you choose what fits your interest, your it. passion, your drive, right? And and I think a lot of times Great. people go, "Well, I'm not this guy. I'm not that guy." Right? Instead of going, "Whoa." In fact, one of our customers I had a discussion with them last week and he was, he was specifically asking me, he goes, looking at your other customers, what are some things you think that I could do in my business? I'm like, well, it really depends on what you want to do. I go, because you're in this higher volume, lower cost space, which you have dialed in. I go, I have an exact customer just like you in Jacksonville. And he has decided to create a boutique shop he goes oh i would never do that don't even let me touch those high-end cars i don't want the liability or what and i'm like that's what you need to understand about you right there you go you need to understand that about you and and my answer to the question is the people that are winning are the ones that know which one of those they are when you try to be all things to all people but you're not good at any of them you're not going to do it you're you're uh um you know you're a, you're, you're not a master of anything. So choose what you're going to do. And I watch people mm. do that every day, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to point some people out here that you guys know very well. Scott Masha, like Jim Gogan is a master of his environment because he knows he's not in a place he's in Yarmouth, Maine. He's not in a place where he's going to be a boutique and do a lot of Ferraris, but he does enough things in enough areas to keep himself going, motorcycles and, and boats storage and, and storage boats. And, and floor mats and U-Hauls. And he does all of that where he owns his own building. He could rent it out if he wants to. He's got three or four different business models going on. And unlike some areas where you can go and work on high-end cars all day long, 
He doesn't do that. And he does great for himself because he understands his environment. And I think that's the key is understanding your environment and then playing to the the benefits of that environment, right? If you live Love in it. a wet, cold, nasty climate, man, you are the interior king or queen. Get in there and do those interiors all day long because that's where 90% of the people are in the outsides. It's snowy and cold and nasty and they're not going to care about it. And then in the springtime, you're picking up on all the, hey, your car's been sitting all winter. Let's get the road salt off of it. So I think it's people can win as long as they focus on what they can win at in their environment. Well, and within the chapter they're at, maybe they maybe they're starting out young and they got into this because it was you know a survival situation, and they grow into being an entrepreneur. Yep. You know, you don't know where you're going to go, right? <laughs> don't don't settle for something. And second, that hey, if 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 what you're doing in life isn't paying you the rewards back that you need, you got to ask yourself some hard questions. You know, yeah. do I really know what I'm doing? And what can I improve? You know, what can I get, get second opinion? Do you really know what you're doing? Has anybody told you that? I mean, your customers, I mean, if you're detailing for your aunt and, and, and your two cousins and your mom, they think you're the best in the world. But what about the rest of the world? That's when you start getting into serious competition with serious people. So that runs us into two more questions. Competition. I, I, I we, we talked about that. Yeah. You know, you guys have seen that the, the, you guys handle yourself so well with software competition. I think it's an example for people in the trenches to, to, to follow is you're not battling it out with those companies is no. you're just, how do you, how do you handle competition? You know, the thing is, is you, you got to embrace it. Like we were saying earlier, it's just gives you an opportunity to improve. Um, it's quite honestly, this is something that we're working on is I actually, the IDA sent out their call to uh, do speakers at MTE. And I actually, put it back a suggestion. And I said, I suggest you have me and Dustin Jackson from detail bookie do a joint presentation. Oh, how cool is that? Uh, because I think you have to embrace it. Um, yeah. The, the, the days of battling it out and, and, you know, bashing each other and saying why you're so much better than somebody else. It doesn't work. It just, you, all you're doing is making yourself look like an ass and, and there's room for everybody. Um, I actually have a situation right now where we have a customer that is using a competitive software for one part of their business and they want to use us for the other part of their business and they want us to, to talk to each other. And um, the other company, which I'm not going to mention which one it is because they're, they're still confused as to why we would do that. And I'm like, well, because our joint client wants it. We're not making a killing. This is, you know couple hundred bucks yeah, a yeah. month, but they need to have those pieces of software talk to each other. And there's no reason not to do that. I, and, and I can understand the perspective, right? But here's the way I look at it is like Rod said, there's room for everybody. But your only true competition is yourself. Amen. I mean, you're I mean, are you better than you were yesterday? Are you sitting down with your team and going, all right, this is a gap. In our software, this is a gap in our process. What do we need to do to improve? Because a lot of times I think companies struggle because they want to be a hundred thousand dollar year company. They want to be a half million dollar. They want to be a million dollar, two million dollar year company. But the problem is, is in order for you to become a hundred thousand dollar a year company or a million dollar a year company, you have to have the foundation in place to build upon. 
Because if you don't have the foundation, you're inevitably going to be coming back and revisiting that foundation of the things you tried to skip. Amen. Man, great advice. So a lot of this we've already covered, but, you know, I want to I want to tell you, uh, go back into some fun things. You know, Rod and I with our kids, you know, it was a great tie in. Um, always has been. And it just brought the friendship to a new level. And then the, there's a reason why I mentioned these two things. And then just recently with Jody and I, we went up, we took Carlos from Uber Detail, you know, up to Sundown, right. Idaho. You know, the guy just started skiing. An immigrant came from Mexico City, started skiing up here in Big Bear where we live. And uh, I told him, hey, if you if you really get into it, I'm going to take you to Sun Valley. We're going to go every year. And and Jody came up and skied with us the one day. The skiing was fun. And to yeah, see, it, was. It, was, it was fun. But to sit down on that patio after skiing and have three – entrepreneurs come together and just talk talk about struggles in our life and struggles within our business and really things that we dig and really six big successes that we've had in business and how to handle it it was just i mean we sat down there until it was almost dark and so the point of this is connections i don't care what industry you're in man if you build these connections those are the times you're going to really blossom. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't matter if you view that person as competition. You said it, the competition is, it's only you. And so put those, put the, put the spears down, you know, put the guns down. Don't, don't, don't try to, you know, don't go after competition. Uh, there's more work out there, whatever industry you're in, than you can possibly handle if you're good. And if you connect with people. So, so I'm going to go in. We hit about everything. We're almost at the time. So, Rod, something that someone shared with you once that you, you could share today. Yeah, you know, I thought about this. Um, there's a couple things. There's, there's the obvious ones from customers that have had successes using our software, and it's helped them get buildings or whatever. But actually, one of the most impactful is uh, something that happened to me from my father. And... Uh, Years and years ago, um, in another lifetime, I was a competitive uh, distance runner. I ran all over the country. I was on a national registry. I've ran four-minute miles. I've got, I took third in the Junior Olympics. Um, so I was a highly competitive distance runner. And I was a cocky little bastard when I was doing it, man. I was the greatest thing in the world. I was from a small town in Idaho, and I was the best in the town, literally. And uh, I was going to take off this race in St. Louis, and it was a nationally ranked event. And right before I went, my dad grabbed me and he said, you know, there's always going to be somebody better than you. You may be the best today, but at some point, somebody's going to beat you. And I thought, man, what a creep. This guy doesn't support me. It, uh, what an ass. I thought, man, he's just a jerk. And I went to the race and um, I took third. This was actually the Junior Olympics, the finals of the Junior Olympics in 1981. And I took third in the nation, our, our team that I was on did. And I got back and I was all excited about it. I had the bronze medal and everything. And uh, I kind of tried to throw it in his face. And then I realized what he was saying. And it impacted me for the rest of my life. And what he was saying is, he wasn't saying that I wasn't good. He was saying, enjoy what you're doing but be humble about it. It doesn't matter what level you're on. At some point, you want to help someone else get to the next level. You want to help somebody be better than you, get there faster, and become a mentor to somebody. 
And when it impacted me the most is I actually went to his office to kind of throw it in his face. And I literally didn't think he supported me. And I went to his office and I looked behind his desk and there was a poster bigger than this with me running. Mm. And it wasn't a good picture. It was not me winning. It was me. It was a race that I lost and I was struggling and I was in great pain. And he had it blown up that big over his desk. And he said, because that's real. That's the struggle. And he goes, and I see where you've come today. And so that has impacted me greatly throughout mm. my life. And I've told him about that. And I try to take that into my life as well and look at it. And we need to build people up, right? We have young kids that come in as software engineers. We need to help them get there faster. Detailers, we need to help them get there faster. And that's why one of our missions is just to help people succeed. So that's been a huge impact since I was like 14 years old. And it just continues today. That's awesome. Jody, same question. You know, I, I there are so many things that have been shared with me that, uh, dude, picking one would be a challenge. But and I thought a lot about a lot of them, but I think I would share something that I share with my kids. My kids have big, big dreams. My son is an actor, a model. He's in L.A. He's on the edge of being the opening act at the Hollywood Bowl, potentially. He's, he's in the final five now. My daughter had big dreams of being a D1 volleyball athlete, and she's 5'3". Right. And I've always told my kids, why not you? Boy, because I think a lot of people, they look at everybody else and they look at all of their limitations and they close the door on themselves instead of going, why not me? Mm -hmm. So and I think that is really, really critical because now, you know, I've built a stage in them where they're willing to take big risk and you're only willing to take big risk if you believe in yourself. So why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. And, 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 and go along with that to add to both of those is, you know, educate yourself, you know, don't watch other people and what they're doing. Um, 80% of it, 90% of it's BS. You're not seeing behind right. the curtain, you know, the wizard of Oz, you know, yeah. you're not seeing really what the wizard is, you know, and who's, you know, the pipes going out and this and that and, and how, and how, uh, it could collapse at any time. Um, you know, so one thing on this one, question to you both, we'll go with Jody this time first, something that excites you about entrepreneurial wise, you know, in business, is there one thing that you just, even when you talk about it, you just get excited. I think I know the answer to this for you, but I just want to have impact. Yeah. I mean, sure. that, that is my year for 20, my word for 2022 impact. I want to have impact, whether I'm having impact with our software or I'm having impact on your life as an individual, I am driven by having impact. Right. And, and I, I just want to see everybody win and i want to more importantly not win i want you to become who you were meant to be because a lot of a lot of us just settle no totally rod same question yeah i just for me i think that i love it because i i just look at us constantly checking things off that bucket list whether it's business uh you know things goals we have in business or whether it's my personal bucket list or whether it's watching Jody get his or you get yours or whatever that bucket list is. I'm always excited to see people succeed in what they want 
and and be part of that you know so i think that's what drives me as an entrepreneur to watch somebody start out with our software that was part-time and then the next year they're full-time and then they have an employee and then they're making their first seven figure year or whatever it is i just like watching those successes and being part of it on any level you know, Mark, I'm going to share mine. I wasn't going to do this, but I, I'm what really excites me is seeing people buy their buildings that they're in for their business, that they actually own that's the real estate. Cool. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, that's something I, you know, it, 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 I had, I had my first engagement with that as a pretty young entrepreneur. And I think the sooner you can do it, uh, the better you're, the better you are, because that eventually we, we got a friend, I won't mention him. Well, we've got a friend that owns um, a car wash on a piece of property up in Washington State, but he mm -hmm. owns the whole complex. And he yeah. got into detailing because uh, he built the complex in 08. There wasn't a lot. And it's a very nice complex. A lot of nice businesses in it. Very many nice businesses. High-end area, high-end, a high-end strip mall. Um, yep. He's got a top-notch uh, self-serve car wash, you know, uh, roll through, uh, 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 friction and touchless both. And he had a detail shop in there Well, he had a, he had a, he, he actually sold his shop to one of his staff because in, in the mobile side of it, because the, the real estate had become so valuable where the shop was, he could make more money from the lease and not doing anything than he could off the business. And eventually it's, it, you're going to become, you're going to, your income is going to come from real estate and not from working with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. The sooner you can make that happen. And, and here's what's the amazing thing. I've seen it at a higher level these last two years than I, than, than I hope for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. You the know, first time you got to help somebody buy property. Um, uh, and, and I, you know, I'm the same way. I won't, I won't mention who it is, but somebody that was using road FS and they came to us and I helped them put together the documents and take them to the bank and when he called me back on the phone and said, I got the building, it was a huge win for us. And we, it wasn't even our building. And I told Jody, I said, I'm, I'm like emotional about this. And <laughs> yeah. I don't even, it's not even ours, but I just thought it was so cool that he got to buy that building because that put him in such a better position. No, I think it really does. And so, okay. So lastly, um, I, I, this is more a statement. Can you, I can't believe the Mecca that Idaho has become for the automotive world. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you guys with the rag company right there, you've got, you know, world-class painters, you know, body yep. guys, car builders. Um, it's always been, we knew it. We were very, you know, our Sun Valley operation was, you know, a, a hidden gem, right? I mean, yep. it was unreal, the business we did, but it just, it, it explodes. And it's funny because yesterday, Jody and I were just texting back and forth. And I said, man, dude, could you imagine if I was still in Idaho, you know, what we could, the connections and what we could be doing together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I, I I was when we were out in Hidden Springs doing uh, Sydney's car show this summer. That was the one of the biggest number of cars that I've ever seen at a car show here in Idaho. Um, there's a uh, there's it's so many yeah. There's it so is. many people out here. There's actually the oldest car club in America is in Boise, Idaho. So he started a guy started it in 1964. It's called the Idaho Chariots, and it's the longest running car club in america hmm. so it's always been a real mecca for that and i just i think it's a great environment for cars and car people and and and, and entrepreneurs in general 
That's cool. All right. So, hey, how do guys, how, how do people connect with you? How are they going to get a hold of you? How do they find you in uh, well, social media? And then how do they, if they want to reach out to you because, man, you're just so dang hand, handsome, they got to find out what skincare you use. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of sun, baby. A lot of sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, roadfs.com, uh, zenware.com, or then roadfs on Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Twitter, Facebook. Uh, YouTube is uh, RoadFS Detail Memoirs. We actually are close to our 200th episode wow. podcast. So just look up RoadFS on anything and get a hold of us. Um, yeah, we'd love to do whatever. Talk to you about software or cars or business, business or whatever or we can. Picnics, boating. I love it. Well, can't wait to see yeah, you guys of, again. One of the guys in the chat wants to know if the software can be used for uh... – for landscape businesses. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We have a landscaper using it right now. Yes. Yep. And That's then awesome. somebody else, I, ca I caught a question about somebody asking about like time and materials on, on uh, general automotive repair. Yes, we have that in there as well. Pretty yeah, cool. That, that, was, that was actually more specifically an, a repair and detailing business, a little yeah. combination of both. Yep. Yeah, we do both. We do both. Unreal. Um, I think I know the individual that you do that with. Where are they located? Boise. Oh, they are. I've got another kid I'm going to turn, turn you on to. He's up in Northern California. I met him at a PNS event. He oh. needs you. He needs yeah. you. He yeah, does. there's another guy in the Houston, Texas area that has a landscaping business as well. So, yeah, it's a little weird, but we do it. No, that's weird works, man. I like weird. Normal, normal is broke. Weird is wealthy, you yeah. know? Yep. I don't like that. So, hey, guys, it's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, it's always a pleasure. Can't wait to see you again. And uh, uh, Carlos has already hit me up for our uh, when we're going back to Sun Valley. And I Let's told go. Him, go. Let's not, go. We're not going to go that late in the season this time. We're going to go up when the whole mountain's open. And uh, I told him, you better start, you know, Thanksgiving Day usually here. We open up. And I said, you better start skiing a lot because when we go up there and the whole mountain's open, you're going to, it's a big mountain. So it's a big Thanks. mountain. It's a big mountain. Well, you guys take care, man. And, uh, Thank boy, you. I can't wait to see you again. Thanks for coming on. You guys, make Thanks sure to check us. these out. Hey, like always, if you've liked this, make a comment below. Make sure to share it. If you've got something you want us to talk about or a guest you'd love us to bring on, hey, man, email it over to us. You can take Chris at detailingsuccess.com or Renny at detailingsuccess.com. Either way, get it over to us, but we love to hear from you guys. If it's made an impact on you, our number one goal, Chris, is what? Every single podcast, we want one simple thing. Uh, Boy, that, that was stalled. <laughs> <laughs> Purpose, well, baby. I Purpose. got nothing. We want to make an impact on one of you. I've got yeah. you. I want to make an impact on one of you. Chris is Chris, – Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, well, I, I thought – I would. I thought it was a different. You know, I couldn't steal the word that that Jody was using earlier. So I yeah, thought I was trying to think of something else, but Im okay. impact was it. Yeah, we yes, just want to make an impact. He was thinking about his car. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was already. Which one? Right <laughs> VW Bug, man. No. I think what he's been doing is he's been digging a vault under his house, and he's got his cars parked under his house. You know, he's kind of got a Batman hangout or something like that. Oh, you know? I, 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 I wish. I've been, I've been thinking about maybe it's time for one to go because I don't have any room. Yeah. Well, the Chevelle's going to be out of here for a little bit, so if you need to sit something here, you, I mean, park it. Don't get rid of it. I, I, I regret any car. I mean, yeah, you don't want to get rid of it. So, well, hey, guys, thanks a lot again. I sure appreciate it. Always great to talk with you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.